You are listening to Steady Geekin', brought to you by Dynamic Duo High Five. We are everywhere. Best podcast ever. <laughs> I'm Brandon. I'm Blake. And I'm Meg. This isn't the X Men. Did you want to talk to some of the comic books? Yeah. 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 Captain Planet. He's, He's a, a hero. Johnny Johnny. Find us and join us and be, be our friends. friends. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Steady geek until the end. Steady. What's up, geeks? It's Blake, and this is Steady Geekin'. Today, we have a special episode. We are interviewing comic book creator and writer and artist, Mr. Ben Bishop. He is here to discuss his Kickstarter campaign for The Aggregate, Volume 2. A very, very cool interactive comic um, that you guys want to stick around and hear about. And after that, Brandon, Mag, and myself are going to uh, review Captain Marvel. Um, Did we like it? Did we hate it? Did we just think it was I? Stick around and find out. And please be aware, there will be massive spoilers for Captain Marvel. So if you by some strange chance have not seen this movie yet, then tune out and come back after you have. Please and thank you. Uh, All right, up first, our interview with Ben Bishop. And remember, stick around for our Captain Marvel review right after. Also, please forgive us for our sound quality issues on this episode. We had a little snafu, and uh, we've tried to fix it the best we can, but we unfortunately could not re-record the interview or this episode. So please bear with us and um, just stick around because we got some goodies in this episode. You'll definitely want to hear this. So uh, thanks for listening, and keep on steady geeking. Let's go! This is Blake. This is Brandon. Mag. So for for those listening, uh, we have Mr. Ben Bishop on Steady Geekin' today. Welcome, sir, and thank you. Um, thank you. And uh, so we were going to talk about your, uh, you got a little Kickstarter project going on, but uh, why don't you tell our listeners who you is and uh, okay. what you're all about. Cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm the one they call Ben Bishop, and I uh, <laughs> draw comic books, uh, I self-publish, and... Uh, write my own comics and you know everything that's associated with comics I do but I started drawing when I was like 11 years old um, wrote to Marvel asking for a job they said call us when you're older and keep getting better <laughs> and so then I, I started self-publishing when I was um, let's see 18 and then just been doing that since and, and every now and then I'll get some sweet gigs in between those self-publishing um those books like uh, Ninja Turtles or working on this book called Drawing Blood with Kevin Eastman, one of the two guys who invented Ninja Turtles. Absolutely. And, and I did some Savage Dragon last year. That was cool. Um, so, yeah, doing a lot of stuff. But my main thing at the moment um, is this book called The Aggregate, which I'm doing book two right now on Kickstarter, theaggregatebook2.com. And... Um, Book one, I kickstarted in 2015, so four years ago. I uh, had a goal of 10,000, which we hit the first day, and then it went up to 30,000, which made it like a 240-page, full-color, crazy post-apocalyptic story with giant robots and spider cats. And um, So for this campaign, we actually got 10 grand in 10 minutes, 
and then we hit the thirty thousand dollar goal on day three i believe so so it's really taken off and now we're just racing towards some stretch goals and trying to make the book again even bigger and better and then also add a bunch of extra free stuff to everyone's pile of goodies excellent well the whole like concept behind the book is crazy um and I, I don't, I feel like it's just like kind of like a fan, in my opinion, a fanboy's dream that that loves comics and wishes they could kind of direct the story the way they want it to go, you know? Because right, oftentimes right. as readers, we get kind of annoyed with how, uh, what, what, which direction a story may take. But um, so tell us about that. This is like, this is so cool, and I know it's not the first time it's been done, obviously, but. Um, um, well, this is actually the world's first split decision comic because split decisions company I started with book one. Uh, so, awesome. so it's kind of, you know, like an old choose your own adventure book, but the first time it's really been done on such a large scale with so many choices and, and in a certain way, um, with comics, um, there was some, there were a couple, like, I think there was a Batman digital comic that had like two endings, but there wasn't really any like meat in between. Um, and then you'll see some stuff that, you know, gives you all these options during the story, but the outcome would always be the same. So, um, as far as I know, uh, right now, the, the only ones out there, are these, these two, um, and I'm planning to make more this year. So, so yeah, it's a uh, book one had four beginnings, seven endings and 20 choices in between. So I don't know how many different variations that adds up to, but somebody it sounds like a crazy number. <laughs> Yeah, somebody figured it out once at a con, and it was like in the thousands or something as far as Jeez. all the different variations. And I was like, well, I'm not going to tell anyone that because they're not going to believe me. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> um, Challenge and, accepted. Uh, yeah, and and so in addition to that, one of the stretch goals we had with book one was to unlock um, this prologue issue zero book, which is like um, a 20-page comic kind of that tells the story of how the main character, the man, met his dog, essentially, um, and that one is even has splits and those splits will lead you to different endings, which lead you to different beginnings in book one. And so then all the endings in book one, aside from the ones that are, you know, your, your early endings where you get your head cut off or you fall down a hole or get eaten by a spider cat, those are all going to be beginnings in book two. So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger with every book and the possibilities and the different routes you can take, just keep, uh, amounting and amounting on top of each other. Um, which is really fun. And actually with this book too, one of the stretch goals I'm really racing towards is uh, another full 20 page comic. And it's all about the origin of these giant spider cat thing. Nice. Um, so it's cool. Ben, this is uh this is Brandon. Um, I, I really, hey. I really think, you know, that's a, a, it's dope what you're doing because you're really, you know, giving the, the person experiencing the story, like you're giving them um, a role in the participation in like this world that you're building. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I think especially in the day and age that we live in now, everything is like people want like, people either want to be a part of something or they want instant gratification. And like yeah. you found a way to like kind of merge both. And uh, that's like, yeah. so I, so like, how do you keep your sanity? And like, and especially in well, like the developing of these like stories and, and uh, I'm sure like all the branches that you have to, I mean, who, who says he's sane? Um, that's a good yeah. point yeah. right here. Cause I'm being very assumptive <laughs> right here. I apologize. Are you, first question, are you sane? That's question. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, uh, First, speaking to like the the format and like why I thought it was a good idea to do it to begin with, um, it, it's really cool because you can do that 
kind of choice making and you know deciding the outcome sort of in so many different video games um and a lot of people obviously love video games and with a science fiction kind of um, plot or content like this book has i thought it would be awesome for that and, and the guy can build weapons out of like scrap metal so i was just thinking of scenes like oh does he want to you know go offense or defense should he make a shield should he make a sword and then you get this different outcome because of that or if you act really you know brash and 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 hot-headed you're kind of leaning down that path of, of being a villain rather than being a hero so it was really hard to write the log line for this book not not knowing if my protagonist was actually the protagonist or the antagonist mm. um but from a creator standpoint and this kind of will eventually answer your question i promise um <laughs> I, I i sit at my desk for like 16 hours you know doing one page and, and most comic artists do you know it takes all day page a day is what jack kirby said and I wanted to give like more weight or, um, or, or meaning to, to doing all that work. And so letting people, you know, read the book and then go, okay, I'm going to read it again in a different way. And I'll come across that page again, or I'll experience that page differently because of this conversation I had with the bad guy a couple of pages earlier, or the fight I had with the, with the woman in the book. Like, like, so you have, you get a lot more um, replay value kind of out of out of those pages, whereas a regular comic, someone will look at that page for 30 seconds and then put it down and go, okay, that was a cool book, and then maybe pick it up a year later or something. But this one immediately, when you finish a thread, you go, okay, let's try a different one. And it just keeps you reading, and, it, and, it, and you can experience the story differently each and every time. So for me, on a creative level, it was very worthwhile um, as well. But as far as keeping... My sanity, I was a little bit worried about that. It was kind of high concept. <laughs> it was a little high concept when I was thinking of it at first. I was like, oh, this will be great, and I can do anything I want, and then I'll just let the reader decide what they want the story to do. <laughs> um, and so without actually sitting down and doing it, or, or you know, people were telling me, you know, they make like these algorithm programs. You can type in all the different things you want to happen, and then they'll kind of scatter it around and mix it up for you. And, and I didn't want to do anything like that. So when I sat down to write it, I kind of just sat down to write, like I would write anything, like scene by scene, like a movie script. Um, and when I got to a part where I had a few ideas or a couple ideas, I would just take one of those ideas and follow it through. Uh, I'm making kind of like a, a roadmap with my hands right now, but I'd follow it like up and over. And then I would go back to where that split was and take the other route. Um, and then I would just keep doing that every time there was a split. The complicated part, part came when I wanted to maybe loop something back in rather than just having every thread be its own new story every single time like some of those come back in but you experience you know that that thread differently because of what you experienced on that choice that you took um so cool. and so I did I needed to make sure that like nobody like lost an eye or changed their clothes or got a haircut or, <laughs> or especially had like the same conversations over and over again I don't want them to talk about the same thing with each other and that's that hard just look like I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, so so I had to keep track of all that. Um, but being the artist on the book as well, you have a lot of that thinking time like while you're drawing because you're just staring at the same page. And mm -hmm. so it's a great time to either come up with ideas or be like, okay, well, where was I before this scene? Like really, really hash it out in your brain like when you're all alone just drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it can kind of satisfy the indecisive nature of uh, – creative type as well because you you just you let know, it be let yeah, it you have all these ideas it's like well which one do i do i can do all of them <laughs> you know <It's>, yeah <laughs> yeah there's no there's no wrong answer like even if you had something that was totally wild and you were like man i'm just sick of hearing this one character like 
talk like the bad guy for example there's a scene in the first book where the, the bad guy is just doing his monologue and rambling on and rambling on and and the your character that you are at the time um just says like okay yeah like shut up and he crushes him with like a giant metal ball and then it's just like the end <laughs> <laughs> but like, so, so so yeah so sometimes you can just be like well i guess he's a bad guy i guess he did that <laughs> you know um, so that's been fun for me and a lot of people too will be like they'll get the book like i'll ship it to them they'll get the book and then i'll immediately hear from them and be like yo i died and i'm like okay <laughs> So keep 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 going, and they're like, "Oh, okay." I'm just making sure. It's like you've been reading, like, like one of one of the early deaths is really early in the book, and they're just like, "What do I do?" I'm like, "Go back, start over." There's all these choices. I I think I think for like promotional material, you should if any sort of email or message you get like that, you should post that just as a like, "Don't worry, guys, you're not alone. It's okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many other people have died. (laughs) <laughs> and many uh, more will too but that's why it comes with bookmarks which is actually um the next stretch goal that we're only about a grand away from is two two bookmarks which i found out like i was just doing with the first campaign because i was like yeah people like bookmarks and but when i used to read those old two zero adventure books i would have all my fingers in the book like saving all those different spots in case i did die early or things were going in a direction i didn't want them to and they could just go back and try it at different routes. So these bookmarks are great to kind of keep track of your split decisions in case you make a wrong turn and want to go back and cheat or something. So I'm totally impressed by your 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 organizational skills <laughs> and your just your brain power alone to put something like this together. That's amazing. Just even think about bookmarks, you know. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's got to be kind of and and let me just say this before I go on because I'm I'm pretty ignorant when it comes to the whole uh, choose your own story like genre. Um, it's kind of it popped up on my radar more recently um, with uh, that uh, Bandersnatch um, Netflix. Uh, did did you watch that? Yeah. So I didn't. Um... I didn't watch it right away because everyone and their mother was sharing it on my wall. And they were like, dude, is this you? Did they take your idea? And I was like, no, it's not me. That's good that people thought of you, though. Yeah. Well, I've been pitching uh, Split Decision to Netflix since book one. Uh, A couple people that I know that work at Netflix were backers of it and stuff. And so at first I was like, damn. See, that's what I wanted to. I've already trademarked like Split Decision TV and all that. So uh, I was super psyched for that. So anyway, I didn't watch it right away. And then I heard they were getting sued by Choose Your Own Adventure. So then I was like, all right, I got to watch this. And so <laughs> within like the first three minutes of the show, I found out exactly why they were getting sued. And it's because they come right out and they say, yeah, you know, this is an old Choose Your Own Adventure book called Bandersnatch. And it's like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, they robbed. Um, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's... Choose Your Own Adventure isn't a, isn't a genre. It's a company. So. Oh, see? Wow. Well, I just learned something yeah, new totally today. just... So yeah. I, I I think it's interesting, yeah. and and I was gonna lead to this that you know you know you 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 pretty much got all your shit on lock and was like listen like I'm doing this like there there yeah. this has to be kind of like a good time to really you know be be doing what you're doing because I just feel like after that Netflix movie it kind of like re piqued people's interest into like yo this is like a whole like possible genre I know like on Netflix they have other um like kid base um content yeah. like there's something with um. 
Uh, well, they did. Uh, they did Puss in Boots. Puss, first, yeah, Puss. And what, what's Minecraft? They have one for Minecraft. And Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, so it's like it's oh, some really? it's it's something that you know. There, it seems like there's like more like opportunities, especially for what this you know what you're doing with your stories and how you know especially yeah. comic books are, are they're such a huge, especially like movie and television. Like you kind of yeah, just yeah. I don't you created like a lane <laughs> in a sense, well, man. Yeah, I mean. I know that, you know, obviously Choose Your Own Adventure has been around forever, but I, I am one of the first people at least continually doing it in comics and doing it, in my opinion, like a way that's very intuitive and is easy to read and not confusing, aside from those people who died early and were super weirded <laughs> out by it. But but so I look at like the Bandersnatch thing and I, and I don't get upset, you know, that, oh, well, they're doing it too. It's like, it can only be good, like you're, like you're saying, you know, like it can only be good um because they're like oh we need more of this and then i'm hoping my buddies who i know over there will be like well these ones are already done let's just adapt this mm-hmm. um so so that would be awesome i would love 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 that but for now like happy making the books and um working on some ideas for more kind of like card games and board games and things like that that involve the same type of choice making with the aggregate story and um, different adventures and whatnot um it's a lot of fun for sure. I want this to be kind of like my Hellboy that I, I do it. it take the book takes me two years, and then I jump over to a turtle book with Kevin Eastman or something, and then jump back to the aggregate and just keep doing that till I retire. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad way that's to do it, man. At all. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And I have a feeling that's what's going to be happening. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm slightly jealous of you, but that's okay. You know, just a little oh. bit. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to ask you about the turtles. That's freaking yeah. cool. Um, and Kevin Eastman, how yeah. did you end up hooking up with Kevin Eastman? And Well, what's cool is uh, I actually hooked up with Kevin Eastman because of the aggregate and not because of Turtles, which was really surprising because wow. I did my first Turtle cover in 2014. And the way I got that was um, just doing bait covers for fun. Like the first, nice. first Turtle kind of pinup I did looks like a real cover, but it's not. And I did it in exchange for my first tattoo. I just, I, gave, I traded the guy his, the original artwork because he was a turtle fan. And then I was like, hey, that was a lot of fun. I should do more of these. And then I had them at shows and putting them online and, and people would just come up and be like, hey, you're doing Ninja Turtles now, right? And I was like, no, no, this is all fake. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to get on their radar. And, and eventually I did. It was uh, Ben Templesmith, the guy who did uh, 30 Days a Night that oh, yeah. comic um then turned movie he he came up to my booth and was like oh you're doing turtles now and i was like no it's all fake and he's like what that's stupid you got to do it and so i said okay well let me know and and he contacted chris ryle at idw and within two hours chris ryle was like hey ben temple smith says you want to do some turtles let's make it happen oh my so, god uh, yeah, dude. so then i got so it all kind of came together it, everything really is exactly like that as far as my experience in comics is like just being friendly and you know uh, making friends and making fans and then those people just have their own ideas which is like hey you should be doing turtles and i'm like that would be great let's see how to make that happen um <laughs> and then that spun spun off into several different covers over a few years but it was actually um kevin kevin is in san diego where idw is and he goes there a lot he he um he kind of manages the the gallery there the comic art gallery um and the different um you know shows that they have there and and idw had the aggregate just like on their coffee table there and he wow he grabbed what a it plug. Like, yeah and he was like oh this guy this guy's from maine because uh i think he had he maybe had 
had known of me just from turtles, like in passing or whatever, but we had never hung out or talked or anything like that. And so he, I was at Heroes Con in North Carolina one night just drinking with my buddies, and I got an email that was like, hey, Ben, Kevin Eastman here. I saw the aggregate. It's effing awesome. He was like, what are you doing for the next year? You want to do a book with me? And I was like, sweet. So, <laughs> um, as soon as I grab a change of underwear, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my friends were like, get out there and call him. And so I called him, and he told me about the story. Uh, it was called Drawing Blood, uh, which we kickstarted a couple years ago and ended up getting a 100 a hundred grand and uh and it's kind of the fictional true true the, the fictional true story of how the turtles were invented so instead of kevin eastman it's this guy shane bookman and instead of the teenage mutant ninja turtles it's the radically rearranged ronin ragdoll <laughs> <laughs> they're samurai cats and they eat sushi and they're all named after famous anime directors miyazaki oh my god that's awesome Tomo. yeah so so we've been super busy with that and um we're, we're doing that as a monthly until like 2020, I think now. So I'll be double fisting that in aggregate for the foreseeable future. Dude, congratulations. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. Get it, bro. Living yeah, that dream. Awesome, awesome two years. It's been really cool two years, that's for sure. Yeah, I know Kevin Eastman so, has, a, has a real uh, reputation for being a super awesome uh, dude. Oh, so. yeah. Overly generous, generous to a fault, and super kind. And, yeah. Um, because even while we were working on that, we weren't even done drawing blood yet. And he was like, hey, I got a turtle story I want you to do. And I was like, uh, okay. And so right after drawing blood, like he was still finishing some of the art he had in drawing blood while I started Turtles. And we did this story that just came out a couple months ago called uh, Target R. And it's a 48-page Raphael story that's essentially a love letter to Weapon X. He gets Ooh. captured and oh, tortured. Nice. And, yeah. And so I drew that and Kevin wrote it. Um, and we did that 48 pages. I think, I think I drew them all in two months. Oh my God. We were so behind because of drawing blood that it was just like the, go the worst job I ever got. <laughs> <laughs> so <was> yeah. <laughs> Who is your favorite yeah. turtle? Uh, it always comes up. I grew up loving Mikey. Um, and then I grew into Leo and now I'm drawing Raph so much. I'm, I'm really coming around. To that's funny. That's, that's kind of like the order of my, actually, I think I was, Donatello was my favorite as a kid, then Mikey, and then and now it's Raphael. Yeah. Oh no, it was yeah. always Mikey and then Ralph. I think because now I'm a bitter wise ass, just, just like him, so. <laughs> you're all wrong. <laughs> as as a kid, Michelangelo was just always appeasing. He 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 appealed yeah. to that wild side child that I had. <laughs> yeah, in me. definitely. And then as I got older and rebellious, I was like Raphael all the way, man. Well, I, I got I got old and like more, you know serious and organized so that's why i went to leo <laughs> i was like I, I gotta get shit done i can't keep getting angry and just like ruining ruining the plot of every single turtle like, <laughs> uh, mag over here he identifies with krang now i think <laughs> out of all of them though donnie's my favorite to draw because i can add all this crazy tech and, and he can yeah. do wild stuff yeah sweet too cool. Sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. So no, I was just gonna ask. There's um. So how how much time do you have left on the uh, on the uh, campaign? Like twenty days? Yeah, it's exactly twenty days. And right now, I think we're just about to break thirty four thousand. And that first stretch goal is at um, thirty five. And that will unlock two free bookmarks for everyone. And from there, they kind of just keep getting bigger. I know. Again, the bookmarks don't seem like a big deal, but you need them. Once you get in there, you realize. <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn, yeah, I wish and, I had uh, it. 
yeah, so we go from that to I think I'm going to have, you know, some free prints that people get just as the as the funding keeps getting higher. And then there's stickers. But the, the big one, the first big one is at 50,000. And that's to make that um, that entirely separate um, 20 page origin of the Spider Cats comic. And, and that will have its own splits and its own decisions. And those will lead you to different parts of book one and book two. So you can, you know, if you just got all books at once, you could start with that one. You could start with issue zero. You could start with book one. You could start with book two. Like, that's another thing that's really cool about all these books is if, if you only had book two, you could start there. And then there will be spots that tell you to go back to book one if you have it. And you can kind of read everything all in this kind of like cluster of an order um, and still figure out, you know, what's going on and take your separate journey, which is pretty sweet. Ben, I got a question for you here. It's Mag. Um, <laughs> hey. With the... The Kickstarter on the first uh-huh. the first one that you did were yeah. people select the people that uh, funded you they were allowed to make characters like you drew their likeness like you're yeah. done with this one yeah I've got that in this one too yeah so now the has any of the backers from the first come back on to try and get more of the story into the second book here so that's the thing is like it's the gift that keeps on giving once they were in that first book they're in it now forever. Um, so I, I sat down, yeah, when the first one, you know, hit its goal and it was time to start scripting it, I I sat down and, and wrote and wrote and wrote and I ended up writing like 600 pages. So, so I actually wrote both books at the same time. So book two is already hundred percent written aside from, um, I have this, uh, reward in the new campaign where you can actually write a split decision. Like if you're a comic writer and you want to get a credit in a book, we'll, kind of have a Skype powwow kind of thing like this. And, and you'll tell me your ideas of certain spots where wow. certain that's, things that's can really, happen. That's and, crazy. And then, yeah. Yeah. So there will be, I think there's four people doing that. I'm not sure if that reward's still available, but so they'll get to choose like, you know, like a, a six or so page split. So if they're like, I really want to see him make this or do this or kill this person, like we can do it, we can do basically anything. So, <laughs> Dude, so that'll be it, fun. It, um, you're working on like so many different levels because it's like you're building these stories, right? But then outside of building the stories, you're building this community of fans, and then within those fans, you're getting uh, contributors and getting fans to participate. Yeah. So it's like this, like ever moving, like just like the door was open for for you. You're opening the door. Yeah, man, that's, that's really that's really you're, dope. You're paying it forward, which is that's not something that's often the case you know and and the industries and all that so that's um kudos to that man that I, love show- do- I love doing that and i would love it i love it when people do that for me like i had um some pinups in a couple of ben templesmith's books and so i had that idea for this one i said and and book one i said hey i'll do this big pinup gallery in the back because i had people that i'd asked to do pinups like hey draw my characters and we'll We'll have them as prints during the campaign, or someone can grab the original art if you'd like to donate it to the campaign, which almost everyone has. And then I've had other people who, like, I've never even heard of who, are, who would just, like, draw the characters, and, and sometimes they'd be freaking awesome. And I was like, hey, do you want that to go in the book? And they just were like, holy crap, really? And so so I like doing that. Um, the more people, like, it's a crowdfunding project. Like, the people who are funding it is the crowd, but at the same time, the more people who are involved in it, the more that they're talking about it and telling their friends and it just makes the book, you know, beefier and more substantial and more cool drawings to look at. And so I don't see a problem with it. If I have to add, you know, an extra 12 pages cause 12 people drew my characters, like I'm happy to. 
Wow. We love you. Yeah, that's, so the beauty of self, that's the beauty of self-publishing. <laughs> yeah, man. Sure, I'll, I'll do whatever I want. I'm going <laughs> to do I do what I want when I'm grown. <laughs> Two. So, how many, how many, can Hopefully you, can you say how many like stretch goals you actually have beyond each one or do you just keep that secret until yeah. you've made it or? Uh, a lot of people do that. They do like one stretch goal reveal at a time and, and I don't really like that because I like people to, you know, if they don't like this stretch goal, they might like the next one and they'll just keep racing and telling their friends um, yeah. and getting more eyeballs on the project. So, so I've revealed up to 50, uh, 50 K, which is, uh, right now it's the bookmarks, the, there's a whole making of section I want to add, which I had in the first book. Um, and, and it's like a whole extra 12 pages that just show all the behind the scenes stuff. And it's got kind of like the pop-up video commentary on what I was thinking when I designed these guys. Um, it's got the stickers and then, obviously the big spider cat origin issue, but I've got all the graphics made, um, up to a hundred K just in case, but I didn't want to put all those up and be like, yeah, I'm super cocky. We're going to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to be, uh, prepared. Cause like I said, I'm going to be at Emerald city next weekend and then at C2E2, uh, the weekend after. So I'm going to be, you know, away from my main workstation and whatnot. So I have everything already made, um, to do that. But this morning actually, I was trying to think of some stretch goals that I could even sneak in between what I've already decided. Cause right now every stretch goal is at 5,000 and I'm kind of thinking that's too spread out cause I want to keep the momentum going and it needs to be obviously something that I can afford, whatever it is I'm going to give everyone for free. So I came up with this idea today that I'm making new graphics for that. I might add in by the time I might have added in by the time people hear this, but I'm thinking about, and I'll, I'll, I'll see what you guys think of it, but I'm thinking about adding these mini prints, four mini prints in between the stretch goals I just listed to you. And the first one is an aggregate style Raphael. The second one's aggregate style Mikey. The third one's aggregate style Leo. And then the last one's aggregate style Donnie. So if we get all the way up to there, you'll have a whole set of like these post-apocalyptic, you know, survivor I really hate yeah. that idea. That's just like so yeah. dumb. So, no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, I thought that'd dude. be really cool. And on the back of them, I, I could have it like an old G.I. Joe file card or something. Oh, where that is so, like, seriously, you're doing all the things that I think the three of us here <laughs> wish that we were doing. Yeah. Wish that we come. I mean, seriously, we all grow up as, you know, those fans and those geeks and, and with all the same stuff I'm sure you did. And that oh, that's just so neat. Man, I think I I'll do it then. Yeah. Yes, you must. You, you have must no choice. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, fantastic project. Uh, I, again, I'm, I'm totally impressed and enthralled with with how you were able to put it all together and just how thoughtful you are, not just for yourself and your project, but for the people that are like contributing and your fans. And that it's just very generous of you of you to do that. And um and uh, so creative. And and you got three Uber fans here too. So I got a bit of a personal question for you. Okay. I think he's married. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. get the sense I get the sense that when you were younger you, you had you had toys and figures you collected, I would assume is, is that is that true? I am surrounded by them as <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So yeah. your 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 sets and stories that you would come up with your action figures as a kid must have been just crazy and like off the wall. Because the level of detail that you have, and in, in, in especially in creating this story, just makes me feel that, like, man, we would all fit in very well here. <laughs> we would all fit in very, yeah. very well. Yeah, definitely. I had everything, man. I, I used to get the sewer pipes stuck on my elbows, like the 90-degree angle sewer pipes <laughs> from the playset, and, like, I couldn't get them off. And, oh, and man. Then, uh, yeah. 
I, I, I loved it. We used to have recess in my sandbox. I used to have a 17-foot, like, sandbox in my backyard in the school. Like, my kindergarten was right up at the top of the hill, and so they would just have recess at my house, and I'd be running inside and <laughs> all my toys. And they're like, you can't go home. We're, like, we're still in school right now. And I would just be like, wait, I just want to get one thing. I'm they're right get... there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to have um, Splinter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't play without him. He's the, yeah, he's the master. Um yeah, now it's more like adult toys, not not what you think, but like hot toys, <laughs> yeah. like, like those uh, those hot toys, like the oh, movie yeah. masterpiece, like Avengers. Mm-hmm. And those like stuff. eerily real looking yeah. figures, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those yeah. I've got those, and then I every time I get new ones, I kind of look at you know the the bottom of the barrel as far as hot toys go, and go, do I really need like Harvey Dent anymore? I'm more like <laughs> the Thor now. So. So I'll sell I'll sell off a couple of the old ones to get a couple of new ones and nice well that's rotation. The, that's the beauty of being a collector and collecting figures like that is there is always resale value yeah. to each and every if you take good care of it yeah yeah mm-hmm. so you, it can be a revolving door yeah with yeah. hot toys the only ones I've ever seen go down are the predators for whatever reason huh okay from from the Adrian Brody movie so I guess the reason oh. <laughs> is clear. it's Adrian Brody's fault indeed yeah. Uh, <laughs> But we just want to, you know, thank you for coming on the show and yeah, promoting man, though you're Case busy. Order. Um, oh, of course. We yeah. we love I got having some graphics to make. Yes, yeah, your work is never done, is it? <laughs> well, now that we have this new aggregate turtle idea, I gotta. Oh man, I can't wait, dude. That is the best. And that see that that just shows again just how super creative you are, and um, uh, you're you're meant to be a titan in the industry. I think. Well, that would be really cool. I'm having a blast being right where i am but i want a netflix show i'll go ahead and say that hell yeah man <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> listen i hope you'll come back on yeah man please would you please yeah, that'd be great. anytime you want if there's anything you want to promote or talk about or just geek out if you're bored i mean just talk some shit yeah we'll we'd be happy to have yeah, you on for sure maybe we'll do some stuff around um drawing blood because uh we did the kickstarter which was four issues essentially in a trade so it's four chapters um, and then that also came with the issue one of the radically rearranged Rodham Ragdoll. But, but actually this month right now in previews, you can order issue one of drawing blood and issue one of ragdolls. And they're coming to all comic stores around the world, as long as you order it, um, in May. Awesome. So we've got a, we've got a Stan Sakai variant, um, for ragdolls. So he drew all the ragdolls and he drew Usagi Yojimbo with them. And we've got like Freddie Williams and, Obviously, Kevin has a few covers, and I have a few covers. But so maybe once those start hitting stores, and we're deep into the the series, there we'll come back and talk some drawing blood. Nice, anytime, anytime, sir. Indeed. That's so, uh, just uh, can you let all our listeners know where can they find you and your work? Yeah, definitely. So my main website is bishart.net. So b i s h a r t dot net. Um, you can get to the aggregate Kickstarter right now at theaggregatebook2.com. Um, and then on Instagram and Twitter, I'm just, again, Bish Art, B-I-S-H-A-R-T. Nice. And we'll definitely be, um, we'll be posting links as well to the Kickstarter and um, awesome. promoting that as we do. Um, cool. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Keep doing you. Keep being good to the fans, and they'll keep being good to you. And Watch out, Netflix. Watch out, Netflix. Yep. Here he comes. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, homie. Well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. And awesome. Thanks so much. All right, bye. Bye bye. Awesome guy. He seems to have like a good like trajectory. With like, it seems like shit's just coming his way. And you know, and that's probably a, that's probably a testament to just who he is as a person. Yeah. And you know what what you put out there, you get. Yeah. Back. But he's. I respect his hustle. Warning! Warning! Spoilers! If you have not seen Captain Marvel, please turn us off and come back after you have. We're here hours after viewing Marvel's latest film, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. It opened on International Women's Day. Which I was mean, smart. Smart, smart, smart. I think they did that by accident. No. Um, I, I didn't. So. I, I mean, I never heard of it until. Oh this yeah, week. I'm gonna get a lot of hate from a lot of people no i'm gonna be honest because i really I, I saw before i saw the movie i saw a lot of all everything that i, I saw looked like it was negative i about feel the like movie. even the, the okay anyway i'm not gonna go off of what they, the critics i'm going off yeah, of yeah, yeah. how you feel and okay. how i feel because i didn't even go in there judging the movie at all like even when we were talking Low about bar. it i was just like eh, it's another marvel movie coming out all right it's in a tie-in loose ends yeah and that's what i was expecting it to kind of do yeah and, um, I went in the same way. I, I I dropped all expectations. I left them all at the door. I just chose to just go in with none. I I'm gonna be honest. I felt like when after the end credits, I you know, I'm tired of waiting for end credits. Like, no, all right, like, so yeah. you want you want to deal with that first? Yeah, yeah let's okay. that first. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. we started to talk about that before yeah. you got here, and and we're both annoyed. Yeah, Mar- Marvel has has. has tr- Marvel they, has conditioned us. They've conditioned it, us. It, right. We've been brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. And it's <laughs> they made the important, you know, epilogues at the you know end scene things happen at for the first bunch of movies. Now they do two, at least two. Yes. Mm-hmm. And now it's the mid credit scene is usually the one that That's leads the into the next chapter, while the one at the end is just, just a joke. It's just garbage. Like, why are you making us sit there when we have to get up and pee so bad, <laughs> Marvel? T- this movie felt like forever, like. It was, it was like end 15 credit, minutes too the, long. The end, the end, like you said, the end credit, like the, the last one, like the, the joke, the spoof. The joke, the yeah. like, Spoilers, yeah. which is, um, you know, Charles the cat. I feel, oh, Goose, yeah. yeah sorry. I, feel, I feel like with the last joke one, it's like Deadpool started to joke ones mm-hmm. towards the end. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like Marvel's like, oh, we got to jump on this. And, yeah. and it's like you're adding... Well, wasn't it Avengers where they did one shwarma. and it was just shawarma? Yeah. yeah. So I guess it was really Avengers that started with like the unimportant. Because <laughs> like you said at the end. I think, I was... think they do it like it's like a troll. Like I feel like they're trolling us with, with, with these sort of like. Because it's like, oh, they're going to stay. We're going to get them to stay and they're going to be expecting some like major, I, you know, reveal or something. I was close enough today where I was actually going to drive here and then sit in the parking lot and just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> that's where that's literally where I am because they leaked out. The the, the end credits leaked out right yeah, away. Like yeah, literally Thursday Thursday afternoon. I'm sitting on my couch and I got no Did you watch it? What did credits? you watch the No, I watched oh, okay. nothing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even watch clips. I because usually you know I'm I'm a sucker for clips. I'll like get drawn in, but this one and I'm like, no, nah, I don't want don't to see nothing. Social media was pretty good with not spoiling it. Pushing it out there, maybe because it was the movie. Who who knows? It just wasn't like how like in your face like mm-hmm. like how you see everything else. I don't know. It was all over my feed. I don't know. Like Captain it, Marvel. It wasn't. I feel like I've seen it so much that it's just maybe kind of yeah. That's what it is. In. It just blended in with all the other mm-hmm. comic feeds and movie feeds. Yeah. But it was like 
She's just... I don't care if you guys like it or not. I don't like her as an actress at all. I felt she did nothing for the role. I felt like... And then Kat made a comment. She's like, no, she's supposed to be like a, a smart Alec. They didn't come little, off that way. She yeah. came off as... I, 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 she had... She, she was a Super Saiyan. That's all I can yeah, say it I in my head. I, yeah, she was a couple of Super Saiyan like Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball Z. Yeah. Just, oh, she was in that? <laughs> no, 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 but oh. when she was did, doing did, like the... Like did, when she was like glowing and stuff like that. Uh-huh. When Goku goes Super Saiyan, he, he looks kind of like... They, it looks similar. It oh. totally looks yeah. like... They, Marvel was like... Yeah. She was going binary, though. That was what she was doing this one. Binary was a... She was was binary yes. in the books at one point. She became enhanced. Ms. Marvel when she oh, was oh, 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 okay. I was like, I didn't know And about she first. became enhanced. I forget how. And then she became an X-Man for like a minute mm-hmm. as binary anyway. And the CGI with Samuel Jackson was damn near scary. Like, my brother-in-law didn't realize it was him at mm-hmm. first. He was like, he thought it was him. And then he was like, huh? You know, like, See, I thought it was great. I love yeah, this. I love the de-aging it. software they use now. Cause I, I thought Coulson looked weird at first, but then the more I saw him, it, it was, was because just he like, had more hair. I think. Yeah, yeah, straight. yeah. But but it still looked like him. I just you know? think they, the same Jackson. I got. Beefed, I was comfortable. With. I, I think I, totally. I felt they beefed him up too much because he would like. If you're going natural, Sam Jackson, even at his younger age, he was a lot skinnier. He was yeah. never. The issues I had with Sam Jackson, like I said, I didn't mind the CG stuff. I didn't like the. The way he was portrayed, like I felt like who he was in this movie is not who he's not the Nick Fury we know, but that's yeah. the point. And I, and I, it was yeah, before I, Shield was really yeah. Shield, and he had been jaded by the universe. Yeah, point. but I just I don't know something about it was just it was too just like chummy and, and PG Samuel Jackson. Oh, how do you think about yeah. that? It was. that? That's what it, like like that's what it really was. Like you're expecting to hear like, him I, drop like, like he did at the end of uh, Infinity War, motherfucker. <laughs> I kept, I got, I got when, whenever him and the cat were together for some reason, I kept having images of like Turner and Hooch or K nine like coming in, and I was like, Yo, Sam Jackson would be really good in a movie like that with like a pet. He made the movie. Goose, oh, uh, Goose did. Goose made the movie. Their interactions made the movie for me. Nah, you know, I, was, just, I think uh, Telos. Tell us whatever oh, they were. Talos? Yeah, he he, he was great. I went, oh, okay, wait. Okay. Oh my god. Okay, no. Continue. I'm sorry. He, he, we're just jumping around. Sorry. Yeah. Guys. Okay. All right. So sorry, let's. Guys. Okay. So let's. All right. All right let's so talk what, about Brie Larson. Brie Larson. As Captain let's Marvel. talk about her, her first. Yeah. So Meg not didn't like her. her at all. Oh okay. no, she all just. Right. Okay. Um. I. I. I wasn't feeling her either. I. I just. I felt like she didn't have the same sort of like. Presence or charisma that like. You know, you you on one end of the spectrum, you have you have Robert Downey Jr.'s Tony Stark, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's just like he embodies it. And then personally, I feel like on the complete opposite end is Chris Evans, who I love. Chris Evans as Captain America, but I think even as Captain America, he has a presence on yeah. screen. Yeah. Like I look at Chris Evans as Captain America, like yeah. I don't see him when he's they, in other they, movies they, as they, like you know, they, like I see him as someone different. And I think that's like a skill to be able to differentiate characters that you're that associated you're not, with. That you're not yeah. playing the same character. Brie Larson looks like Brie Larson. All the time. Being Brie Larson, and that to me, I just feel like it. Like all I kept thinking was like, how? What is the interaction going to look like when she has to go? You know, when she has to interact with a Tony Stark, who's very like, what? You know what I mean? Who who could be sometimes like chauvinistic? You know, there's a lot of like like well, strong characters. That well, she's then gonna, that could get interesting. It could, but I just I didn't I didn't. There was nothing about this movie that made me feel that like she. I just got the sense, and I said this from the beginning, that she's not really like into it. Like it just felt like it well, was just all dialed in. And, yeah, paycheck. Yeah, and I'm. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just. I, I agree. I think there. Were, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry. I'm no, 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 no. I just and and I feel like taking that 
like like one of the problems I had just as a, as like I didn't like there was no development of Captain Marvel. Like she was she was she was only thing that changed was her name changed. It went from Vers to I'm um, Carol Danvers. Yeah. Like that was the only like character change that happened. She was still like She was still to me she was still Veers. She wasn't Yeah. Carol yeah, Danvers. and it was, it was like okay, she, I was she never re- got the opportunity to become Carol Danvers again cuz she spoiler goes away for 20 years. Yeah, it's just end, you know what I mean like Bye-bye. Yeah, so yeah. and like and I don't know if yeah. if, if and and, I, and maybe that's not fair <laughs> to that's not fair to like to to criticize Brie Larson in that sense because maybe that was the writing, but it just well, it wasn't it just didn't There's only so she, much you can blame writing for and for being uninterested in a person's ability as an actor or an, or an actress mm. to really pull you in you know what i mean some people sorry i don't make no, no, no. but you were right because i said this true on the way home i was like sh- there's just charisma it's the charisma yeah. is the word that she lacks some of that that other the other actors have and, and that could be the you and know again, like for for what's um for scarlet witch i kind of felt the same about scarlet witch in the avengers movies it's kind of like uh eh, you know like i don't hate her in the mm-hmm. role i honestly don't and i think she's getting better now that they've dropped that yeah, accent yeah and she and, and that could be the case with brie larson i think that's fair to it's say. still yeah, her like first the- movie even even black widow even even um she from iron man 2 i was just kind of like eh. yeah but now you've kind of she's grown on you um, as in, in the role, and we all know that Scarlett Johansson is an extremely capable mm-hmm. actor, and she's one of the best out there, I think, as far as young actors are. So, but even she wasn't bringing like that much to the role until like movies later when they've developed true, her a true. little more. So, you have to at some point you want to you gotta like well you want to love her yeah well but it's she, not they're kind of making her the new flagship hero of the it, MCU. It, it, it seems it's not it's the name is in the title Marvel. Yeah, you know yeah. it's not there. I don't think In I don't think sense, there like, was any any, like you said, it, we we ended up liking all these other actresses playing the other characters because eventually, the writing got better for them. Mm-hmm. But this is a whole. Well, she's a she's the main character. Yeah, the whole story and, is and on And honestly, I I've said this before on our other shows. Oh, and again, sorry, Sashi. I know you really want us to back Brie Larson because I know you love Brie Larson. I'm very <laughs> curious to hear your review on this over on Go Gorilla Filmcast, um, or even come on our show and we'll talk about it. But um, I just know her from The Room and from Kong. I liked her in Kong. The Room is Not a good right. movie. She won, I think, an award for it, which yeah, was a uh, really good movie. Really good that's movie. That's what I mean. In other things, she's probably more suitable for the part. I don't know. This one just felt... Look, I did... like. Okay, you know I was like, she looks bored, she doesn't mm-hmm. emote, and all the trailers and all that... Okay, so I take some of that back. I agree. Yeah, I did not hate her in the role. I absolutely didn't hate her. When she her. was fighting, it, I, I I felt it. There were moments where some of the delivery was good. Some of the comedic lines were funny and wise ass enough. They, I see where they were trying to get the essence of the Carol from the comics in there. You know, she's she is a bit of a of, of a wise ass or a hard ass, and um, but there's there's a bit of there's a lot of class to her as well and a lot of uh beauty and i don't mean just like physical beauty i mean there's just like the character is deeper than that albeit she was kind of the b-lister for for decades Mm -hmm. and decades until in the comics she became captain marvel as opposed to ms marvel or warbird or whatever so um so i i again i i think i can we'll have we have no choice we'll have to get used to brie larson as captain marvel and i think i can after seeing the movie Mm -hmm. 
I wasn't blown away by her, but I was certainly pleasantly surprised by her. But again, I'm not think she was, she didn't make the movie for me. It was, it was the supporting cast. It was, it was Talos. It was Fury. It was Monica Rambeau and her little girl, um, or Mm -hmm. Maria. And then Monica, you know, who will eventually grow up to become Captain Marvel if they do that in the, in the MCU. Oh, really? Yeah. She, she, she was in the comics. She was Captain Marvel. This was like back in the eighties and stuff. And she became Photon. Now she goes by like Spectrum or something like that. But she's, like, the young girl, right? Yeah, and Where she grows up to be an like, Avenger. They made a little subtle oh, when reference she's talking to when they're at the table and, fear, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and then Veers. Uh-huh. She was still Veers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, 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 her yeah. military partner was calling her Veers? No. No, no, no. right? She called no, her, no, she was her, calling her Carol. She, Carol. She, she made the comment. She was like, blah, 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 like... And you come in here, and you want me to you want to tell them that your name is Veers when it's like Carol Danvers or something like that. See, I don't I don't know because being in the military, you were always called by your last name, so I don't even think she would have called her Carol. Carol. Well, well I, they think, were I, I think it was a relationship. Right? Yeah, I think it was a relationship for the military. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I got the yeah. sense of. Okay. That's what they. Yeah, they. She was. They were like family or whatever to to each other. So and then. <laughs> what's his name? I felt like he tried it. Like he over. Acted a little bit. Uh, Who's that? Law. Jude Law. That, I want to spend this a segment talking about Jude Law. He's got okay. that and odd look. <laughs> Actually, I want to talk about Jude Law and Annette Betting. Okay. Okay. All right. Those are two examples of people just want a paycheck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I bothered, Any, anybody could have played those roles. Yes. P.S. And it bothers and Annette Betting. Mm-hmm. She was something was just off about her playing the higher. I don't know. It's just like I just that <laughs> there were a lot of changes to the yeah. to, to the comic book. Um, you know, backgrounds to a lot of mm-hmm. things, which I've I've been seeing people split on social media. Some people are like, the changes didn't bother me. Some people are like, Annette Benning is life. And others are like, eh. Nah, you yeah. know, and some people are like, I don't like that they changed things. You know, with Annette Benning being revealed, spoiler, that she was Marvell, yeah. who was yeah. classically a male character, mm-hmm. who dies of cancer in the comics, you know, and, is ne- and has never been brought back permanently. He's come back a couple of times, but he actually died of cancer. Like, it was that, and he was a huge, massive... Yeah. Yeah. character yeah. in the Marvel comics. And I'm not saying you couldn't have not done that as a female character. I just don't think that Annette was the person to do I don't it. think, think s- someone else cast it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, but I, they're I, going for big names, right? Yeah, and she's which, a huge name. So it brings me down. And also a very great actor, mm-hmm. might I say. But So this brings me to Jude Law. I'm supposed to leave that movie, and, and out of the 20 plus Marvel movies that they've made, that Jude Law's character gets to survive out of all the villains that we've had in all these movies. But maybe he, he doesn't. They, she said well, she was sending him back. Yeah, she sends him back, but, but that was he didn't want to remember. He, he, he was scared. Listen, He's like, don't send me back. They didn't they kill him. Gonna, They're going to probably bring him back. Ro- and that's all I'm, all I'm saying. Rowan killed of, him, damn it. Out of all, <laughs> all I'm saying, I don't, he wasn't a strong villain. No, not at all. He wasn't. Well, we I weren't like supposed the, to yeah, think he even was the villain. I did like the twist, but then when you found that he was the villain, he really was kind of like, I liked him more when like we thought he was a good guy. And yeah. then we, as a villain, like he wasn't like, it, like he didn't do anything. No. Like even when they fought, she tried to trick him and then she just, it was over in like 30 seconds. I, I think that the, story with them too was just, the I, chemistry wasn't there. No, it was forced. It was definitely forced. And even what, before you what, signed that's, that. That's, that's what hurt. You kind of knew. What's his name was the bad guy? Nope, I didn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. Which one? Uh, look, uh, nope. No, it caught me off guard. Well, I knew it from the comics because that he he's he was. What the gave bad it away guy, to but... me was old boy from uh, what's his name? Oh, from Guardians. Yes. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, such... Jaiman Hinsu. Yeah, yep. I, I don't want to yes, put yeah, you yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I saw him, I was like, oh, okay. 
They're obviously you know, I, the bad. See, I, well, I, I kept wondering, like, how, how did he end up as a Kree war, uh, Star Force member, and then he w- ended up in Guardians? I'm like, I wonder how he got where he was in Guardians, and for only a little cameo yeah, role. Yeah. Anyway, but and then they yeah. show, you know, they show it with their little magical digital. I was caught off guard, like when I found out that the scrolls weren't the bad guy. I actually was kind of like, I was first, I was surprised, and I was kind of mad because I was just like, the scrolls so are, we, are we not getting they, the secret invasion? Because I thought I'm we were saying. getting secret like, invasion. Listen, when they when they revealed that that I wait, convinced. we're actually going to be allies with these scrolls, I'm like. Okay, because like I was digging the scrolls in this yeah. movie. I yeah, was so was dig- I. Yeah, I was digging them. I was digging Talos. I was digging um, they- everything about them, and they end up being the refugees, and 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 we're trying to save them. And 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 but the scrolls are most commonly per, uh, portrayed as, as villains, villains yeah. with yeah. a few exceptions here and there throughout the years becoming allies, but. Are they saying now that scrolls, period, are not the, are not villains, or are, are, was that just a small little faction? I, that's what they said. They said that I think I think this was simply. I was thinking about this last night. I think this was simply just an introduction. They did say that there were other scrolls out in the universe, right? And I think this was their first time getting to Earth. I think this might have now opened that door for other scrolls to eventually come down. And were they? And, and this was, this part stood out to me um, in the end when Talos and his family are escaping mm-hmm. um, Marvel's ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, he he shapeshifted into a Kree soldier, and he tells his wife cover her eyes, cover the daughter's yeah. eyes, because he was going to shoot and kill the the Kree mm-hmm. soldiers there. She did and she she looked, job. yeah. And then the little girl looked and saw saw that. And so were they planting a seed with her? So maybe they've gone and found and, a new home. Tw- and over the past twenty years, maybe she creates. Maybe she becomes like, because you know, in the comics, it was the, the, the scroll queen. Yeah, yeah. Maybe be. she's the scroll queen, and she's the one. After seeing that, maybe she gets inspired to, you know, like bring everyone together. Yeah, you know, and like, scrolls need it, to be it, supreme. It, like, and th- that was what that was something that made me like the movie because I, I was that's what I was walking away from. I was just like, I think this was just to set the seed. I think because yeah. thinking about it, if they were to just to go right in and say, okay, we're gonna do this, that could be that could go one or two ways. It mm-hmm. could either be like, oh my god, people are really into it, or it could. Just kind of be a bust. I think for this being the first introduction of the scroll, let's just introduce them. Yeah, just and I, introduce them, and then you still got other stories to tell. I'm sure if they do a Captain Marvel sequel, if they want to go the Wonder Woman route and have her work her way, no, you know, yeah. up to the present or something like that. Sure, you, you got multiple options. And all I kept thinking too was Fantastic Four. I I really thought we were going to see a Super Scroll. I was just like, if, not there, yet, if not there's yet. an Easter egg to drop, drop a super. They show that really tall one, mm. which I was kind of like, ooh, <laughs> will he be the super scroll? But but you know, like you said, like you were right though. Let's just introduce them. Now yeah. we know who the scrolls are. Finally, yeah. we get them in they're the in film. They're in the MCU, yeah. The way they're gonna, the way they're gonna distinguish the good scrolls and the bad one is by the little girl. Remember, she said, "I like your eyes." Keep your eyes. Oh, don't yeah. change your eyes. Don't yeah. change your eyes. So Ooh, they'll, they'll, good eye. they'll keep that. Good eye, Aunt. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so they'll that'll be a way for uh, like every time I say good eye, I think I, I'm saying good eye. Like good I'm, eye, right? I'm good, eye. good eye. Um, that's that's a good. I, well, I, I remember I took note of that too, and but I kept thinking, what would that mean? But then you just totally because you guys brought see, it around for me. You know, you yeah. know what what I, what I really didn't like. And I thought it was just they just were killing it. Was just forcing all the '90s shit. 
the music. So I was like, people like, split on that like, too. Like watching Samuel Jackson driving down the desert, listening to Waterfalls, is no. just not doing. Uh, no, I was like, no, no, he's no, not. no. Was that, that was late '90s. It was that I, one was. I felt like they didn't 96. make it clear like what part of the '90s it was. So like, no, they, they were in '96. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like in the beginning, yeah. if yeah, it was '96, but there were like other things that was. I don't know. It was just certain, like. The one that took me out of it was playing "I'm Just a Girl" by No Doubt, and then that final <laughs> b- battle scene. They had a. I'm like, I know what they were doing, but it's like, but they could have picked a different song. My, and cheap, that one was so distracting. The cheapest plug though was Nerf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it> was. <laughs> they, they, I was like, oh wow. I really? You know, I, I will hand it to them though. The way the directors and the, the directors are indie film directors, so they're not big budget directors. Mm-hmm. So that kind of I could tell. But they did a fine job. But to me, it actually felt, I felt like I was watching a movie out of the 90s. Yeah. It had that whole feel, the buddy-buddy thing, the the humor, um, not the effects as much, but just the the structure of the story and and the tone of the story. It felt very periodic. I felt like I was back. Even the fight scenes weren't over the top. No. It was more like a 90s type fight movie. I I did like the fight scene when she was, you know... We'll do a positive real quick before I, before I go. I don't want to forget this. I really did like the story structure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a weird one. Like, just how it, the way it started and, and with establishing her out in space and then bringing it to Earth. Like, I thought that was cool. Because yeah. even with Guardians of the Galaxy, like, that movie started on Earth and yeah. then went into space. Like, it, it was just, like, little things like that. Um, Like I said, the reveal with the scroll to me, I, I was, like, really... Like, I, I feel like they... They did some like cool things with like story wise that I did like walk away from. It's like all right, like this wasn't. And how else can they make make the um, scroll invasion? How else can they get us to kind of sympathize with them? Yeah. If we don't, if we now we know the backstory, and yeah. Now we see what happened, and if that's the little girl, did they even say her name? The little scroll girls, because I no. think that her name is like. And like the queen in the books is called Queen Varanki or Varank or something like that. She's the one who didn't talk, right? Because she went out, she brought the, she showed the high score to Samuel L. Jackson. She did talk. She no, did I don't talk. think no, that, that was the same one. I no, think that, that was oh. a different. There was a couple of kids in the, in the, in the, in, on the ship, but, um, but that would be the way they would make us kind of sympathetic to her cause, even yeah, though it's not yeah. right or just. But it, you know, um, sorry, tangent. But yeah, but yeah. So the '90s feel was there. It was fine. I didn't think it was too overdone, except for some of the music. Yeah, there like, was yeah. just uh, some of the music was like, <laughs> it was like come on, I man. Think, you know, they were just like throwing it in there. Like, okay, we'll throw these guys in. There. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, there you had to like suspend disbelief through a lot of it, and I don't mean just like the whole like cosmic aspect of it or aliens or all that, but just the way she was figuring things out so easily. And, oh, there was a lot of and, that. Oh, is, is my universal suit? translator working? No, you're speaking English like you've been speaking the whole movie. All of you, like even Talos, they're like, not wearing like, the universal <laughs> translators. They're using, he, he had a Boston he, accent. They're using human uh, human slang. They're using. Were we supposed well, to he know was, they were talking, <laughs> and he had an Australian accent when he was himself. So I'm just saying like Listen, when homegirl fit was changing the colors on her suit magic like she yeah yeah like how she does she like, know how to operate she was like use those colors she was like got it boss boom, 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 boom. <laughs> i thought that i'm like really but that again that's felt very 90s to me because the movie in the 90s would like skim over little yeah. details like that and say ah you'll just believe it yeah I you're mean, right yeah like so there was a lot of that and and, and oh. um were you guys because I know when I left the movie I spent like a good like 40 minutes trying to figure out the whole timeline scenario because it was like a big up it was a big to do um so this was like the seventh I think or eighth Marvel movie that's had the Tesseract in it Mm, okay yeah I was uh, trying to figure out yeah yeah and I know man it's crazy how your memory just throws you off because like I'm like that I remember I was so upset about I was like wait wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute 
how do they have the Tesseract? But then when you get into the Avengers, it's like, it, so it was in Loki's spear, wasn't it? Yes. No, it no, it, I thought it was. No, he had, so there was like, there's been like a bunch of articles that are circulating, like time magazine did something like kind of chronicling, chronicling the timeline of the Tesseract. Cause that so, was in the Avenger Captain America. Yeah. So the Tesseract, yeah. Tesseract is in the first Avengers mm-hmm. of Captain America. First Avenger. It's in Thor. It's in Avengers, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and like four of the ones. I just can't and didn't he use some? Didn't he use some of the? That's and and then in Age of Ultron is when he broke open the Tesseract. Yep. To, and so to reveal the, the Mind Stone. Yeah. So it was the Mind Stone the whole time. That was in there. Yep. 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 Um, so, but the order it goes, I guess, like if you go on movies, would be Thor because it shows up in Odin's guard in Odin's trophy room. Then Odin. Uh, no, you're thinking the Gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet. No, no, it's it's they have it. It's in, he, in he, Thor Ragnarok. It's you, when there. they're doing like a flashback, they show that that Odin had it and then sent it down to Earth oh. to like to then that's and then after he All sent right. it to Earth, that's when um, Hydra found it. Okay. Then so um, now being cat so Thor then Captain America. Yep, and then it disappeared. Then I guess Howard Stark found it, um, and then Pegasus was a part of Shield. So that's how they had it because Tony Stark, I mean Howard Stark, found it. Yeah. Thor, Captain America, First Avenger, Captain Marvel. Yep. Then Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then so on. And then go so on and so on from there. All right. So like that was the other like the, I, I don't know if you guys felt this, but this movie felt like one giant retcon. Like they just had to like <laughs> it, it was a giant baby. retcon, and it, I mean, but it was a retcon that I felt they it, it seemed it was, like they addressed every like kind of like loose end that this movie should have created. They were able to address it. You know, like, uh, like just like that, the whole Tesseract uh, story. I don't like how, I don't like how the Avengers Initiative was named okay. after. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Captain Marvel. Because but, in the comic books, her name, her call sign was Carol Cheeseburger Denver's, Danvers, whatever yeah. it is. Well, it, and in the promotional material, they were the photos that we were seeing. It said Carol Warbird Danvers. Dan, her, it her, did. her nickname was Warbird. Uh, or that after she was Miss Marvel, she became Warbird in the comics, and just but they so that was that, well, that, well, that was just them like throwing us off, mm-hmm. right? But then why why change it? Warbird was a cooler homage, and then just saying Carol Avenger Danvers yeah. and say like she's <laughs> the reason, and they shouldn't have done that to begin with. No, because it's we didn't it, need that. It, you don't need it, and plus you already had it with. Captain, Captain Amer- America, that's, the first that's Avenger. What, so that's first my Avenger. question. And now is Captain like, America the first Avenger? Yes. Or is Captain Marvel? No, Cap- the- she's probably paying, maybe she's paying homage to Captain America, because remember, it's 96, and he's not defrosted yet. Well, maybe that's it. And I would accept that as an answer. Okay. You know what, that's, okay. I didn't <laughs> but think if that's that not the case, then I'm like, that was some sort of fan service that we didn't ask for. Because he's sitting in New York It was still. called Protective Initiative. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, I see where we're going uh-huh, with this uh-huh, one. Uh-huh. Um, so. And I and, I and I honestly I hate that Goose was the one that took out Fury's eye. I thought for sure that Man, because they, they finally yeah. got X Men and all that, that eventually we were going to find out that in the past Wolverine took his eye out. Yeah, yeah, that, that would have uh... been sick. So it was like, so your eye just got infected. That was it, man. <laughs> yeah, in fact, because he was a what were they called? What are the cats called? The Fr- 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 cat what? fritters. What are they called? <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, their scratches are mean, so oh, don't man. let them scratch your eyes out. You wouldn't want a cat to scratch your eye out and ruin it. <laughs> oh, man. I was just like, really? I mean, it was kind of funny. And he, he was like, how's yeah. your eye? Yeah, it's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think eventually he just put like a piece of like skin over his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. it's, it's the same injury. You know, I, I can go with it a little bit, you know, because he, so he, he got busted just, open and the cat I just reopened watched. the wound. Well, no, I mean, I was watching watching uh, Winter Soldier, and there's a lot of scenes actually where there's like close-ups, on, like weirdly, of Samuel Jackson in the movie, uh-huh. and the lines. I mean, the, the scratches do look line up. There are yeah. three, uh, yeah. but I, I was always it was like, it'll eventually be Wolverine. Watch, <laughs> but then I'm like, but they're always they were always too close together, so I'm like, his claws are like further apart, so I yeah. guess not. So, but it's the freaking goose. It's goose. So, all right, so cute kitty. Av- Avengers. So the first, all right, so Avengers was 2011, right? That was supposed to be the timeline. Okay, yeah. Right? And then prior to that, we had him show up in, in Iron Man in what, 2008. Mm-hmm. Right? Who, who Fury? Fury. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, this, and maybe I'm being a stickler, but this didn't make sense. From where they were in this movie in 1996 to where we first see Nick Fury in 2008, it looked like they were still in, like, the Dark Ages when it came to, like, tech and stuff. Like, there was, like, no shield tech at all. Wasn't that weird? Well, no, because now, because, I mean, I thought that was weird, too, because even in, like, 1989, shield was a thing. That's they what, showed right? man, right? Like, it almost felt like shield was, like, like kind of, like, broke. <laughs> right, like... yeah, so that was a little confusing, too, but, but I was trying to play it off as well. There was a recession well. in the 80s. That's what, I'm going right, through so the recession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just going figured the big, like leap, the big leap in technology comes from this first and Encounter with the Kree and the Skrulls. Okay, all right, all right, I'll, right. I'll accept that. I was, thinking, that. I was thinking about Wakanda the whole time. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Wakanda's <laughs> living it up right now compared to she. <laughs> well, that was the point Black Panther was making. They've been like that the, all this time, and nobody knew. Yeah, and then even, even with. The stupid two way that they made, Mar- Captain oh, with Marvel, the pager? with the pager, like, yeah. They put the they, she's like, This is gonna be top notch tech and it's gonna get you three more galaxies uh-huh, from here. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just like, That held up <laughs> all these years. He made it hold up. Oh, I know how convenient, right? That, that whole like, <laughs> like it, it, this is like a story of convenience. I mean, with, yeah. with no hints, not nothing ever to build up to Captain Marvel ever, and then suddenly Avengers Endgame. Oh, I've got a pager. Oh, look, it's the Captain yeah. Marvel symbol. I don't We're going to tell that story next. They didn't need to make this movie. I think there's another way that you could have you could have told the story of Captain Marvel that would have led to her own movie. I th- yeah. I really think they could have just they could have had that ending and then release another movie and then have her appear for the first time in Endgame and then really start off the new the 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 we, new um, we phaser or whatever if she yeah. is going to be the face we, we, we got to remember we were all sitting here a couple years ago not on a podcast mm-hmm. but when Iron Man you know came out and all these uh, you know the early Marvel movies came out we were sitting like oh how's this going to play out so now we got to sit here and yeah, we do. Play we, out. Do. we and, do and, and, and it's going to probably play out and we're all going to be like, oh man, It'll kicking probably, ourselves in the I ass. Know. And then and we, we always like, say we're like, Captain Marvel was such a good movie, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, no listen, you're probably right. They're it, going full cosmic next, so that's cool. You know? Listen, you're, you're probably right and, and that this kind of leads into my next point that was bothering me about this movie. And it's not so much about the movie, but it's about the response to this movie. I feel like if this wasn't a Marvel movie and DC put this movie out, People would be destroying it. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that's fair. Uh, well, I, I think don't think that's right. fair at all. Well, you know, you, you, 
You're absolutely right. On which, that. which means and like when, when which, what which, you call comes out next. Like Shazam, I've I've re- like I'm like after the other watches, Captain Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I guess. I was like from 1940 something. Yeah. Listen, Captain after, Sparkle Fingers. You know you meant that to say Captain Marvel on the script, damn it. Yeah, they should have just did it. Yeah. Listen, after watching this, like I'm glad it came out, but man, like I think Shazam is going to blow people's expect. Like I hope so. I hope Shazam does really well. I think I think Captain Marvel. I I think Captain Marvel is a good movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. Um, I just think it's, I don't think it's the strongest entry in the MCU by, no. by, a, by a mile. Like I think it's, 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 um, it's valid and it's, you know, it's a relevant film and it has had some really cool moments, mm-hmm. really good moments. Um, you know, it, it, again, I thought the scroll, um, establishing the scrolls was done pretty well. And, um, I think everyone did fine and even Brie Larson did fine. Um, she just didn't stand out to me. Like there, there was the lack of the charisma. Like again, Talos, there was charisma under all that prosthetic makeup, you know, even though there was a lot of that, which I'm glad they used practical makeup and Mm -hmm. they didn't do CGI. That's yeah. I was really happy about that. That made it feel, I was worried about that, but, um, he stood out to me as as one of the best uh, parts he, of the movie, and so really quick, I just got this from uh, shout out to Tony from Announce for Debate. He just sent me the uh, global box office like ranking of MCU films mm-hmm. and their debuts, and it's just looking at the domestically. So Black Panther is number one with mm-hmm. the opening weekend. Captain Marvel just took the number two spot, taking Spider Man. Wow! And that, and like it's already at half a billion. They this movie's gonna make a lot of money, and it should. Like, why not? Like, yo, so, the Hulk know? made no money, like in comparison. Well, to you like... gotta think to, back then too. Movies, and you know, you gotta think of inflation, inflation. on the prices yeah. and all that. I will admit that when she was up there at the end, uh, facing off against Ronan, and she oh, that was awesome, and she had the energy around her. I kept thinking, ooh, Phoenix, mm, Phoenix, oh. Marvel's version of Phoenix would look so awesome. Any shot with her wearing the face thing too. I wanted more of that. Yes. She should have been in full costume. And like, then, well, everything. you know, you know, these big actors now—they don't put them in full masks anymore. I, she was getting the Tony Stark makers. treatment, where Tony Stark's face mask is always yeah. on, and that was the nanobite, so it just comes to his mask. Yeah. Um, the other thing, when I was thinking about Phoenix, I was thinking about X Men. I was like, I cannot wait. And Marvel, please do it this way: introduce Rogue as a villain, mm. and have her go up against Captain Marvel, and have that, and give us the Rogue we've all wanted, and have her be the reason. Like, do it like the books. You can use that to introduce the X Men. Exactly, or just even just like her, like you can introduce her and Mystique. You can introduce Magneto, all of them through the Avengers. You don't even have to do the X Men just yet. Like yeah, if you, you but you yeah. can start slowly introducing these different characters that'll eventually come together as the X Men. You know what I mean? Like you could, mm. if you want to slow build it again, so we're not getting inundated with X Men movie after yeah, just after yeah. Phoenix. Make but, it special. But I think I but. I've seen so many memes of uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Brie Larson, and like Anna Paquin. You know, they they do little memes where they edit the pictures, and it looks like instead of the old lady on the bus, it was <gasps> Anna Paquin. And um, it, I forget what it was, what it said, but you know, they, it was really cool, and I could just visualize that and how awesome that would be. Well, anything is possible now. It is. Your raps, everything is possible. It's possible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden carriage. <laughs> final thoughts or a final score. Final score, I give it 2.5 steady geekins out of 5. Agreed. Oh, we're doing out of 5? Yeah, we're I, not. Come on, just do it out of 5. It's so hard for me to do out of 5. <laughs> why? Fine. I don't know why. It's, so... 
it, it would be an equivalent of a six and a half. So. Okay, so I mean that's a like two a, two point five. That's a two. Yeah, I, yeah, give, I give it a two, two point eight maybe. Two point eight. I, right. I give it. A, I give it. You know what? Two point nine. Okay, two point nine. It's tying it. It's gonna. What the hell? I'll give it a sixteen. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm with. You. I think we're both. I think we're all three on the same page. Like I, said, I, I didn't I, hate I didn't, it, but I didn't love it. Yeah, it does. Right there. Right. I, the, I yeah. definitely won't go see it right away again. Like no. I can. Are you gonna Are you gonna rewatch it when it comes on Netflix? Oh, yeah, you sure. mean the Disney app? Yeah, of course. Or whatever. Are you gonna Are you gonna watch it? <laughs> yeah, because I, okay. I got. Movies. I think that's the real question. Because I watch them all, though. Like I watch. No, nah, I I have I I have not seen. I've only seen Thor once. And that was on Netflix. Uh, Ragnarok, you mean? Yeah. No, the first Thor. Oh, the first one. Oh. And the the second Thor, I've only seen twice. Yeah. I've watched Thor yeah. Ragnarok numerous times. I watched. That great. Yeah. I probably watched almost every Marvel movie at least three times. Wow. Okay, I watched Captain America: The First Avenger for the second time. But I have, I have, I have a whole bunch of little ones that will watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And true. Then we'll watch them over and over. Yeah, for a week straight sometimes. All right, so so you know it's 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 a where Ant Man saves the world, baby. That's <laughs> right. That's the underscore right there. <laughs> Ant Man saving it. Really quick, some sad news. Oh. Um, R.I.P. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah. Well, if we're gonna do if we're gonna do that, there's three people I'd like to mention. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So in memoriam, yes. Uh, of course, we lost Luke Perry. Yep. From most notably, notably from uh, Beverly Hills 90210. I heard there was uh, a reboot. Possibly yeah, in the, yeah, the same day they signed it is when he had the the stroke. And they showed a oh, they're they, definitely they doing it now. But he wasn't going to sign on to do the show. It was just the other cast members. Oh, so. but that show's definitely happening. Yeah, now, it's definitely oh, happening. Oh man! And then of course, younger people know him as Archie's dad from Riverdale. It's, tra- it's just tragic. He yeah. was young, and it just it's sad. And uh, Catherine Hellman, who was Hellman, who was most known as Mona um, from Who's the Boss, mm-hmm. she died. Um, and the show Soap and many other things. Uh, oh, The Woman in White. Did you ever see that movie? No. Uh, or The Lady in White from the 80s? Oh, dude. Lucas Haas, when he was a little boy, like uh, he was in it, and she was The Lady in White. Look that movie up. It's really cool. It's really okay. good. Um, and then uh, a friend of mine, her name uh, was Lisa Sheridan, not as famous as the other two, but she definitely um, was well-known, and she um, has been on many, many, many shows. Um, and uh, I knew her from... The, my hometown of Macon, Georgia, and she was one of you know the first actors from back home to kind of make it. And she was very good to me when I lived in L.A. And so um, she was also very very young, forty four, and she will be missed greatly. So um, one more, I forgot because I, I used to like the show as a kid. Jan Michael Vincent from oh, Airwolf from Air, Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah. Yep, he, yep. I like that show. What about um, King Kong Bundy? I was going to say... Oh, King Kong... Oh, yeah. this is... Damn, yeah. I mean, actually, I meant to ask you about that one, and... I, just, I didn't realize how, like... I so didn't realize I, how young he was. He, a, he was young. Yeah. Um, So, I didn't realize this. I was listening to, like, a, a show talking about him, and I'm sure everybody's watched the show uh, Married with Children. Sure. Um, So, the Bundys were named after him. <laughs> like, Al Bundy was named after King Kong Bundy, wow. and their neighbors, the Rhodes... Were named after Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, okay. the creators were wrestling fans. Wow! Oh, pop culture news that, right there. If, and, information and, and that all makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that actually makes perfect sense. Bundys were heels. Yeah, so lots of lots of celebrities yeah. passing. So, so everyone out Bummer. there, appreciate those who you love and you look up to, and because mm-hmm. you, you never know. know. You never know. Oh, guys, it was fun. It was fun. Where can they find everybody? 
Well, you can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram. This is Brandon at Randell underscore Savage 84. You can find Steady Geekin on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steady Geekin 2.0. And you can find Mag on uh, Instagram and Twitter as Mag's Ramblings. And you can find me streaming sometimes as Beacon Nights 09 on the PlayStation 4. And you can email me at steadygeekinmag at gmail.com. I love those You emails. haven't said it for a while. So I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> you can find me, Blake, at MindMeltX on Instagram. Uh, you can find Steady Geekin at Steady underscore Geekin on Instagram. Of course, you can find us on the Earplug Podcast Network. E-P-P-E-N. Earplugpodcast.com. Um, we are one of a multitude of shows. Anchor. We're on Anchor now, and uh, all the other podcast apps. So whatever you we're know, everywhere, like we say in the beginning. Whatever tickles that fancy, you know, you just tickle it. Um, and uh, shout outs to our peeps at Go Gorilla Film Cast, uh, Above and Batman Beyond, DC Collector Cast, Reality Bomb Comic Cast, uh, Update Nerd Style, Update Nerd Style, Not Up for Debate Podcast, and Million Volt League Podcast, Million Volt League, MVL, Each Sold Separately Podcast, and I'm sure many, many more in the future. We have a lot of friends. We do. We have so many friends. We love you guys. Pretty cool. Um, Well, thanks for joining us. Hope you'll come back again, and uh, remember, keep on steady geeking. That's why you call it a cockpit. I do what I want, I'm grown! This has been Steady Geekin', a dynamic duo high-five production.